I'm your host, Prince Electrodiamond, and today I am here with go-go dancer, entertainer, and Instagram model Christian Michael, who can be seen every Friday at Avita. And this week will be with Monet Exchange and Rebecca Black, and can be seen at Rocco's Mail Review Show next Saturday. How you doing today, sexy? I'm doing well. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So. Where are you originally from? Um, so I'm from what's known as the Inland Empire. Uh, most people who I come across who aren't from California, they have no idea what that is. But it's pretty much, I like to say, um, like 20 minutes from Disneyland, right on the, the border of Orange County and Riverside County. So um, also known as Corona, um, Crown Town, just kind of gotten a weird reputation after COVID happened. So everybody's like, yeah. that's they kind of got a little scared when I would tell them about that for a second, but I think we're far enough into the pandemic or out of the pandemic that um, doesn't really come up as much anymore in conversation when I tell people that work. I mean, so, wow, you gotta be like very rare. They'll be like, uh, from California person who lives in LA. Cause I know like a lot of people are from like different places that end up moving to LA. Yeah, most people I work with are from another state, and then they um they end up moving to like L.A. and they live in L.A. and I'm like, how did you get here? Where did you where did you like think to start looking for housing or, you know, where like do you know someone? And I'm just like, I even like going up to L.A. It's so different from where I live. Like where I live is very right. much like suburbs, and it's just kind of like a I don't know. It's very slower paced compared to how LA is and West Hollywood, especially. Definitely. See, I know that from the city that I moved to. So I live in Florida. I'm originally mm -hmm. from like South Florida is where I live at now. And I lived in Orlando for four years. And it's like everybody who moves to Orlando pretty much is from somewhere else because like. Makes sense. I've been to Orlando once in my life. I really liked it there, but it yeah, seemed well, a little bit faster paced than when I would drive. You know, I went down to, I think Miami and stopped a couple places on the way there. It was a lot different from those Orlando, two cities. Or, Orlando and Miami are very different. Like I say Orlando, like, especially like downtown is very like condensed. Whereas like Miami is very spread out. Mm hmm. So, like, I will say I don't know much about, like, the nightlife in Miami because I was, when I started, like, performing, obviously, I, I, I started performing in Orlando. So, like, I wasn't really, like, performing at places in Miami when I lived here. I, like. Stick to I, where you live or where yeah, you're comfortable with. Yeah. And I was also one of the only people who there's some people who started performing at 18. I did not start performing until I was 21. So like, right. yeah, that's, um, it's hard to get out there when you're under 21 because it's so hard to find a venue that'll let you be in their event space, right. especially because of the laws. But, um, yeah, no, that's kind of how I feel about, like, San Diego. I'll go out to San Diego, and I'll work down there. 
So I'm kind of like an hour from everywhere where I work. I work in Palm Springs, which is like the low desert. And then yeah. San Diego is like at the end of the coast and then in the state and then LA's north. So um, I drive an hour any which way I work. I go to work. But um, when I go to San Diego, I just go there for work. And I never really been out there to like explore or have fun or do things out there. So when I go down there, I kind of feel like kind of probably how you might feel about Miami. But except yeah. you don't work down there much. I, I don't no. work down in San Diego much either. But. When I do, I just go down there for work and come back. Right. So, what was it? Oh, what were you like growing up as a kid? Growing up, um, uh, ball of energy, um, uh, eccentric, um, bubbly until I went to middle school, and then everything kind of just got really dim. But um, I found my light again in high school, but I kind of just kept to myself and um, I knew the things I liked and I knew people wouldn't like them about me. So I just kind of closed myself off to a lot of people and just kind of kept to myself. And then um, I always like uh, growing up, I remember being 12 and seeing Drag Race on TV and I was like, what the, what is that? And I was like very like um, kind of... um, kind of like confused but I was also like um like very enticed and I was like what is like that looks like crazy but like I've never been exposed to anything like that or like even seen anything relatively close or something like that like it kind of just reminded me of like when you go to like a theme park or like especially specifically Disneyland was really close to me growing up and I went there a lot so it kind of reminded me of like being like the princesses or like characters that walk around and they're all like glamorous and nice outfit like it just kind of um kind of like blew my mind a little bit and i remember just watching it and it was like season five and i just kind of like kept that on the back of my mind but as i like went through high school i started watching that show more and it kind of is like my biggest inspiration for everything just because um it's just like my favorite art form, but um, I don't really partake in it. I haven't ever gone out or performed in drag or anything, and um, it kind of was like um, what kept me sane, I would say, almost because I just was like, these people don't give a like they don't care what people think about them. They go out and they do their art and they do what makes them happy, and that's how I always want to be. And I kind of just kept like religiously watching the show and lived in my own little world throughout high school until I turned 18 and I started like going to drag shows and um it just kind of was like uh felt like warm and like that there was a community out there that would like open me with arms welcome me with open arms because uh, I really don't get along with my family and I'm not close to them but I live with them so I always kind of just struggled with like feeling like an outsider or like a a loner in the world. I will say I totally get that because, like, first of all, I live with family too. I live with my dad, but we're not like super close. So like, it's pretty much like if I don't like keep in contact with friends, I don't have anybody to talk to, and it's like. Mm-hmm. But I also, I will say, it was probably like what you said is so great about like. 
exploring Dragon 18 because, like, I will admit, I didn't watch, I didn't start watching Drag Race until season seven, and that was like right around when I started performing, and that was that was the first season I think I watched, or well, like I watched um, start to finish. Yeah, and like even when I started out, I was never like the proper drag queen, and like in some regards, some people say I'm still not the proper drag queen because like. I'm not someone who lip syncs. I like, I'm a musician. I sing live mm-hmm. every time I perform. And like, that's for the people who like, like it, they like it a lot for, but for a lot of places, there have been places I've been able to perform at once. And then like, I asked them to perform back, perform again. And they're like, Oh, we don't want you here. Cause you sing live. Yeah. Can't please everyone. But I think that's thickening that you go out and you sing live. Cause that's something not, Ninety percent of people won't do, and you know, majority of people can't do. And I yeah. mean, you could throw a rock and hit people who could lip sync. Um, a lot of people, but I like. I think I love the art of lip syncing, but um, I think that's uh extraordinary. Like that, you go out, you like, you know, you you sing live because a lot of people are either too afraid or they just don't have the you know, the ability to do that or talent yeah. or they're just uh you know they want to fit in or and that's kind of like i like to stand out for all the the, i i I tell myself you stand out for all the the right reasons people may not like like who you are people might think you're too feminine you're too this too that you you know and and unless like in go-go dancing a lot of people especially in west hollywood they want um there we have there's like a lot of straight dancers that get hired and they come and they collect their money and they take money from gay people and you know there's gay people who buy in and they think about oh that's so hot they're that guy's never been you know with a man and he's up here working and are you they ask them are you straight and the 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 straight dancers just kind of they kind of do what we call like the two steps they just kind of bounce back and forth and some of them will put a little bit more effort but they just kind of show up stand on the box kind of like um you know how like when you're playing a video game and the, you're picking your character and they kind of just bounce, yeah, kind of like that, pretty much on the box, shuffle back and side to side, and it's it's frustrating because it's like we're in a community and you guys are coming into our community and you're not you know causing any like, um, uh, any like harm. Like I, I guess I wouldn't say harm is the word, but I would say like you're not contributing badly but you're not uplifting us or contributing in a positive way either you're just coming and taking money and you know this is a it's it's just frustrating because there'll be a lot of places where they'll be like you know i mean i've worked almost every single bar in la there's two bars left that i haven't worked at and one of them is because i can't get on the roster because it's been closed for a while but um it opens up periodically but another one is just because i've been working at avita and uh, this bar isn't you know, probably particularly like my, you know, um, it's a sports bar and I'm like, I, I really don't care about sports, but they have Same. dancers on the weekend and um, that's the only other bar. I kind of wanted to be able to say, yeah, I've worked everywhere. So like I could just kind of, you know, give my synopsis to someone if they ever wanted to ask or, um, you know, this place that it is good for that and not good for that. But a lot of bars have straight dancers and 
the straight dancers, you know, are very masculine and stiff and that's what some people like to see out of their dancers. And I'm like, well, dancers in the name. So let me, you know, live up to that. That's what I like to do. I like to pop off as I call it. See a thousand percent. Like I like what you Tokyo Prince Joshua. I like what you all do a thousand times more than that. And that's what like, I like to show up and do. Is it what we do in Ibiza? What Tokyo, and, what Prince Joshua does, that's what yeah. I'm all about. And like and the people who like honestly just feel like they'd rather see the straight guys, for me, that all goes back to like that toxic masculinity. That's literally mm -hmm. what it is. It does. It's self-hatred. Exactly. And it's like I would rather like as I said, see what you guys do, see a burlesque dancer perform. I would much rather see that than some straight guy who's up there barely moving and give, yeah. the, give them my money. It's just like... It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It's kind of like, um, I mean, I've never done drag, but I've kind of... Um, well, no, I can't really compare it to that. I was going to say... Um, I know that a common thing with like drag queens and drag shows is people who have power, like hosting power, they'll book all their friends before they'll book like, you know, people who've been working hard and stuff and like trying to earn a spot or get a oh. spot every once in a while. They'll work, they'll book all their best friends so they can hang out at work and, you know, work together. And, um, oh, I, you know. I, I absolutely know that. The last competition I competed in, I was competing in like a spot for a spot in like pride and my area mm -hmm. and i was competing against somebody who was who did sing live but they were a thousand times less talented than i was and they said oh you only lost by two points i'm thinking bitch i should have won by four i'm listening to this <laughs> person i'm listening to this person sing like they're not good and it's like it's because, granted, did I do a popular song? I have my moods where I want to do popular songs, but like, mm -hmm. if I want to do an obscure track, one day I'm going to fucking it. do it. I'm going to fucking do it, yeah. Yeah, I like being able to express my creativity and do whatever the hell I want, and um, that's why I like modeling underwear, because I just like to, you know, style things. I like, you know, dressing up. I, I Ever since I started, like, dancing, I've been wearing a lot of more, like, active wear but that's usually not how i like to dress normally but it's very comfortable and i'm usually sore and i like to like you know i have a whole closet full of like clothes assorted uh, organized from like you know the colors of the rainbow and like overalls and pants and i like to dress up and look nice and button-ups and all kinds of shit and it's just not feasible because the weather has been really cold but also it's just not comfortable and so I try to like, you know, go the extra mile when I'm doing, I'm dancing and I'll try to color match and color block or use, you know, accessorize and get stuff made, added stings, socks, you know, find things yeah. that'll, you know, kind of take it up a little bit. I'm not wearing much, but I'm trying to make it look cohesive for what I am wearing. <laughs> which, which work? It's almost like... This is just one thing before I go to my next question. It's just something that you pointed out where it's like you're talking about like a photo, like photos you had, and you were talking about how like your 
ex-boyfriend used to make you look like AI compared to like he would yeah he would edit photos and get mad at me that I didn't like posting them and I was like well I want to look authentic like well that's (laughs) that thing that you that cult that um photo of you in the green jockstrap that wasn't edited at all right or was it edited no it wasn't edited much, maybe just a couple of like, you know, it's like a glossy filter, not too too glossy, but just like a little bit of, um, I didn't, I don't think I really edited that one. I remember zooming in on the face and like, oh, I, we should touch that up, but, but I didn't. You're but right. Like the, the most recent one. Yeah. And that looked so good. Like that looked so good. I thank you. Really. You're welcome. I really liked that. And it's like, I, I actually like looked at that photo that you said looked AI and like, I like the photo of you more natural, more like. You too. I'm like, I want to look like, you know, you see me in my photos. I want to look the same in person. Right. The That's only thing how I feel. Yeah. And in terms of editing, I don't do a ton on myself either. When I do post photos, it's like I put a dream filter on it, like towards the mm-hmm. end. But that's literally because like there are just like some like marks I have on like my leg that I don't like. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just one way, but I don't do a ton of editing. I like change my face shape a little bit and like I cinch my waist a little bit just because I don't want to wear a waist cincher. I'd rather be comfortable in drag. Like <laughs> right, I get that. I mean. I've definitely dressed up in drag before, and I remember I would go out before the pandemic. I worked at Target, and I I was like, um, I worked at Target, and I would go and I would um, I would work like twenty thirty hours, and then take my paycheck and like spend it on um, like little things and like make an outfit and go out to this like little club, this underground like club in L.A. and then. I did it like once a month and then COVID happened and, and that was not fun. It was, um, well, it was fun, but it was like, it was not comfortable, but if I can relate to like, you know, having, um, the pinching of a corset yeah. or like, you know, just being uncomfortable or drag or go-going is not comfortable. Usually, usually I'm like, especially for me, like, most people don't do like a lot of the crazy shit I do. Like I'll jump off stuff and I'll, you know, um, I just kind of try to live up to a stunt queen name um, or branding. And, um, uh, you know, I'll get back pain. But as the more I've done it, the more muscle I've gotten and the more it, like, kind of absorbs yeah. the flow if I do a jump split or something crazy. But, um, yeah, no, um, sometimes I'll, I'll wear, like, um, I'll, I'll do a lot of jump splits and I'll, like, I'll land on my heel. And I'll, it'll feel like it's bruised, and it is bruised. But I'll wear like Doc Martens when I go to Abita because I know I'm gonna pop off those nights. So <laughs> my Doc Martens, well, you know, with platforms, they take a little bit of absorption in. But there's some places where like I know where I'll, what I'll be doing, what my capabilities will be at that certain club. So I'll wear different shoes accordingly. Um, like last night I worked at a place called Stash in West Hollywood, and they just have like this big circular table. I can't really do much as far as like jumping up and down into tricks and stuff but i'll do like inverted handstands and back bends and um high kicks just like weird little shit like that and 
well, not weird little shit, but you know, um, just crazy little tricks and just little stuff to. And, I, I get called an energizer bunny a lot. Yeah, and you go full out. It's almost why. And I saw you were in Prince Joshua's video about this, like about mm-hmm. like putting drinks on the go-go stand. Like, if you're going full out, like you're talking about, that obviously makes sense that you shouldn't like put shit on somebody's stage. It's almost it's so like, disrespectful. Yeah, it's the fact that like that had to be said. It's like, in fact, when um Phoenix mentioned it to me, like that he was talking about like Prince Joshua was going off about it. I'm like, it kind of makes sense. Like, it's a lot. It, it, there, the people were spilling stuff on Friday at Avita in the VIP. I was like, you guys have a whole VIP deck, like a whole private area, and you got you're spilling stuff on the stage that's behind you, and people will do it. And sometimes if they walk away, I'll knock the cup on the floor under the box. Sometimes I'm worried about a, a tripping hazard. So I'll try to throw it under the box or I'll just yeah. scoot it to the end and wait for a buster to come get it, a, a bar back. But it's, you know, it's a hazard and it makes it hard for me to, you know, um, do my little thing. Like uh, if I want to do a jump split, your drink's probably going to go on the floor. And sometimes exactly. if people piss me off enough, I'll do it. If I'm like, Honestly, I don't give a shit if I spill your drink. It's not my fucking fault. It's not a coaster. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to cuss. No, no, um, no. It's, it's it's fine. I fucking swear okay. all the time. Like, literally. Got it, got it, got it. I was, like, yeah. trying to filter myself earlier. I was trying to cuss, because usually I cuss when I my normal lingo. Not a problem. So, what was it like for you when you came out? When I came out? I came out at 12, and... um. I remember just like my it was shelter from like gay queer things. I remember I'd hear bits and pieces. I'd hear my dad watching a comedy special and like the comedian would be making fun of it, but I never knew what it was. And I remember like when I finally like was like that's what that's what gay is. I was like that's what I am. And I remember I went and I told my parents. And I remember well I remember um, I remember thinking about it and I remember like there was like a period of like maybe like a week two weeks and I was like 12 years old and I go to bed and I'd like be really sad and I cry and I'm like I don't want to be this way I don't know why I'm this way I I would like pray and I'll be like please like I don't want to be like this and I'm like not a very religious person anymore I, I never really was I remember my dad would take me to church and I'd cry I'm like why are they telling me these things these are horrible like they'd be like and he's gonna come and like give you a new life. I'm like, we're just fine right here. <laughs> but, um, uh, I remember just like being really sad for like a period of time. And then, um, I remember I told my parents and they're like, yeah, you can't make that decision yet. And they used those exact words and they were not happy about it. And they were telling me like people at kid school are telling you that you're that. So that's what you think that. And then I was like, no, like, I'm, that's not how I feel. I, I know right. how I feel, and this is just how it, it feels. I never was attracted to boys until I, like, was 12. But yeah. I was always friends with girls growing up in elementary school because they were just nicer. And right. we were, like, into the same things. I was like, I want to go watch the Hannah Montana movie. Or you're down to go watch the Hannah Montana movie because I don't know what the boys are doing, but they, it sounds like they're playing, like, video games and shit that I don't want to do. <laughs> exactly. So... I'm not very religious either anymore. 
you'll find out why because I'm going to tell you when I came out. So I will say in some ways I was fortunate because I only had to come out to one parent because mm-hmm. I, ca- I came out um four months after my mom died. So like it was just my dad and my sister I had to come out to. So that was like a little bit easier. But mm-hmm. I came out to a youth minister. Oh, Yep, that's the correct cool. reaction because cool. when I did, I told him about this like performance idea I had with like a knife and how I'd like practiced it. Like I would pretend like dramatics stabbing myself, like not actually doing any harm, but, mm-hmm. but when like I told emotion. And- yeah, yeah. But when I told him that, he left the room. He came back in about ten minutes later. And said, you have one of two options. You're either, either I'm calling the cops or you're coming with me. And I don't know why. Now knowing better, I should have let him call the cops. I went with him instead. So mm-hmm. I went to get a psyche valve. I passed it. Mm-hmm. He like he like made it seem like I was lying on the psyche valve. And as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. Shit. Yeah, I've had a couple of those. My mom, um, I was like a child. She after I came out, she kind of was like, "Something wrong with you? Like you should go to the hospital." And I remember I was like, "Well, maybe she's right." And I went, and I was expecting it to be like you know a hospital when like you have a fi- like a physical illness. And I was like, "Oh, how disappointing!" And yeah. I just signed myself up to be here. It's horrible. Yeah. But, it's honestly and like going through that you know that like it sucks because like every freedom you're literally signing away your freedom like yep you sign away everything and it's uh dark times i'll have nightmares where i'll i'll wake up or i'll be like i'll have nightmares where um i'll get like that's my one of my nightmares that i have is i'm in a a, like a institution or something or like a hospital and i can't get out and they're like yeah you're not leaving you're here for an extended period of time and i'll just have like nightmares over that and like freak out and panic and uh it's a reoccurring but it hasn't happened lately and i i don't know when it i and what triggers it but it'll happen every now and then it's probably it's something in you i get the like darker stuff like I used to have, like, dreams a lot. I don't have them anymore. I think it's because I'm out of my depression where I'd get murdered a lot. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's, like, something that wasn't something that happened before I got locked up. It was something that started happening after. And it's, after. like. Yeah. I could I could see that. Because um, I, 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 my mom would just get mad at me and, like, call the police and make something up. And be like, yeah, he's, you know, do he's scaring me and then off i'd go i had no I, I'm, I'm like 13 and like you know she that up to like age 15 and then it just sucked right I remember once she sent me off to like a 5150 and she went through my backpack and found notes between me and a guy that we were like just passing notes and had to have a conversation with her when i got back and you know it's just so uh on to better things in life now. I don't have to worry about that anymore, but 
yeah, definitely traumatized. And in some ways, it's weird to like say this, but like in some ways, it probably made us a little bit stronger than like I think so. The average person, like, there's nothing that like you could throw at me now that like I will say it took me a while, like. You know, fuck it. I'll wait. We're gonna discuss later what I'm gonna talk. Was gonna talk about now. So, so when did you first realize that you wanted to do go go dancing? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. I was like, I don't hear anything, but now I hear okay. you. Okay. You need me to repeat the question? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. So when did you first realize that you wanted to do go-go-go dancing? Um, so I first did, I first go-go dance, um, So there was a competition at this at my local bar, uh, and they had like a go-go competition, and it was like anyone can join, and um, I was like nineteen, I think, and um, I got second place, and it was like crowd vote, but um, I was like. I went out and I took off all my clothes and I just had a jock strap on and the jock strap I had was like the crotch was like net so you could see everything and I kind of was just like really proud of myself because I was like I didn't think I would do that or I was like really like blown away with like um you know I was really outside of my comfort zone and I didn't win but then I was like you know let me um let me you know just keep this in the back of my mind and I think when I was 21, when I was 21, I was almost 22, I was really, like, um, depressed. And I was, like, drinking a lot and smoking a lot and working retail jobs that were going nowhere and, like, throwing my life into them and, like, getting nowhere. And I got a new job at Lush Cosmetics. And... I was working at Hollister at the time, too. So I was working both of them. And in January, I got kept at Lush. And I was like, well, I'll leave Hollister. But I um, DM'd the owner of the nightclub that I used to go to. And I was like, are you ever hiring new dancers? You know, I would love to try out. You know, it's just something I would like to try. And um, he was like, send me pictures of you to this email. And compared to now and then, it's a complete, like, not even night and day difference. Like, I feel like, like, it's been, like, seasonal difference. Like, you know, like, looking outside in the fall and then looking outside in the, yeah. like, the spring. But, um, and I started there and he gave me, like, one Friday. He gave me, like, every other Friday and every other Saturday. So one week I'd come on Friday and then the next week it'd be there Saturday and then... You know, and then yeah. um, he started giving me more dates. But I remember I went up there and I was so nervous. And 
I was just really small, and, like, I just had so much fun. And um, I remember my first time going up on the cage, because he had cages. He had 66-foot-tall cages, which was very um, specific and unique to his club. He wanted people high enough so he could get away with, like, having them in, like, jock straps or G-strings, which is, like, very risky, because um, you're supposed to have everything covered, and um, jock strap doesn't do that. But um, I would always wear a thong when I worked there, and um, he just has them high up, and I remember I almost fell off the cage, because I was just, like, dancing and not paying attention, but it was, like, within, like, 30 seconds of going up, and I just kept working there every weekend, and he started giving me every Friday and Saturday, so I'd be working at Lush, and then I'd be leaving Lush and going and working until 3 a.m., so I'd work from, like, you know, 12 p.m. to, like, 3 a.m. every Friday and Saturday, and um, it got to the point where, um, you know, I would get to perform in front of people and, like, make my own magic mic numbers, and I had full creative freedom, and I fell in love with it, and um, I remember my first time performing, it went decent, um, I kind of just, you know, did what I knew it was in my capabilities, and then the second time I was like, well, let me kind of try to do a concept, and I tried to go really hyper-masculine, and I, like, that's not who I am, and I felt so embarrassed, yeah. and I feel like I messed it up, and I kind of, like, started to hone the craft, so I would, like, prepare, buy things, and make numbers, like, kind of, like, very similar to drag, but it's just, you know, sex appeal and doing it as a boy, and... Right. And um, I got to work with, um, you know, I would do, sh perform in front of, like, at the beginning, perform in front of Lady Bunny... Um, I think Jackie B, and then it started getting into like bigger names as it got into summer. Detox. Um, who else? Uh, I remember I performed in front of Detox, Tatiana from season two, Word. and I just I loved it because I loved meeting them. You know, they were people I I watched growing up. And prior yeah. to like the pandemic, I would go out and like try to meet like like you know I'd go to like. My local hamburger Mary's and um, Morgan McMichael's host a lot of that bar that my local hamburger Mary's and yeah um, I would just go see her shows and I had fun and started like going to other local shows and uh, but it just felt like on a, another level to like be able to like kind of perform for people I look up to right and I got a lot better at it but got to a point where um. Come June, so I started there in February of 2022. In June, I went for a promotion at my retail job and ended up um, ended up with me getting fired. So I took a risk, and I I think I'm going off track, but I took a risk, and I was like, let me try dancing full time. And I started doing tip spots at like this um, Latin club, and maybe like 30 minutes from my house and yeah. started working in West Hollywood in July of last year. And now here I am. <laughs> Work. So, well, I mean, I had a question about the first time you performed, so I'll just tell you my experience. So actually I always say I have a different experience than most people. Cause like I started performing at like straight bars at like open mic nights. So like mm -hmm. very different. Cause like, my view was I was afraid to perform for gay people, even though it's like I'm gay. I just gay people was... are judgmental. <laughs> exactly. 
So it's like, but I would also do original music. So like, that's why. But I would be like completely left field of like what everybody did. Everybody was doing like acoustic, like singer songwriter tracks. Whereas like I was doing electronic music. That's just because mm -hmm. that's what I write. And it's like, I had. A few good words. Musicians liked me. Musicians liked the fact that I was different. But I feel like that's how musicians are. They like things that are like off the like beaten path. Mm -hmm. But like some of the patrons of the bar liked it. Some people didn't. The owners didn't mind. The owners the owners only mind when I swore in the microphones mm -hmm. where I'd like. I remember I. Oh. I, I screened the word, um, I screened motherfucker in a microphone a week before, and then a week later, I got told not to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, it's not on my set this week, please. Repeat myself. That's not what I do. Because <laughs> even, even to this day, I'm very much the person, like, when I do perform, I like rotating sets constantly. Mm -hmm. I do too. I don't want to do the same thing last week that I did this week. And that's how I feel about, like, when I did my strip show. I would do something different every Saturday night. And I had so much fun doing it. And I don't want to bring out the same uh, stuff, you know, every single show. I want to keep it, um, uh, you know, I want to keep it fresh. And I want to challenge myself and um, grow. And I have a hard time right. doing that now because I don't really have an outlet to express my creative uh, performance art. And, you know, I, le I left that club that I worked at. I started in February 2022, uh, March this year. And yeah. um, it's just kind of um, out of the way from everything. Yeah. And um, it's not close to L.A. And they do get big names there. But, the you know, the people who go there, they're not a tipping crowd. And they're just, um, they usually don't show up until like after my show's over anyways. And um, it's just, uh, it is what it is. I, I work out in LA now and I do Rocco's, but um, for right now, for the time being, I'm where they want me to master my, um, uh, I call it my cow number. Um, yeah. And I come out as a cowboy and I did that at, you know the club in Pomona, but I had a little bit a few differences. Like at Pomona, I would pour a gallon of milk on my ass while I twerked on stage and stuff like that. I got to do that in front of Anitra. I got to do that number in front of Olivia Lux, and they both really liked it, and that made me feel really special because they were like, you know, impressed with it. And I was like, oh wow, um, that that's kind of cool that you know I kind of I kind of gagged them a little bit. Yeah. But um, I kind of wish I had more um. Or opportunities to um, do stuff like that. Like I, um, I had an idea for like a nurse, and then I had an idea for um, a chef, and I um, or like a baker. And I kind of have um, I like to be campy with it. I like to be over the top. Yeah. Um, I remember at Christmas I did a Mean Girls number. I came out in heels and a skirt, and I came out as a guy, but like just you know, yeah. like the stuff like that. I did a werewolf number at Halloween. I did a lot of Halloween numbers, but the werewolf one was my favorite by far. And I got really into it. Contacts, makeup, and it's it just 
fills my uh, feels like it's what I was put on Earth to do, entertain, Work. and I I love um when I have full um control over it, and that's what I had at that one club. But I don't have that anymore. But um you know maybe never say never. Maybe I'll have the opportunity to be a producer one day, or a yeah show producer, which is kind of like what I'm working towards. Um you know obviously I'm I'm dancing a lot and I'm in um. Yeah. All the Southern California scenes, so Palm Springs, Los Angeles, San Diego, those are probably the three biggest scenes in Southern California. The Orange County scene's really small, and um, I've worked out there, which is um, like where Disneyland is, and the or the beaches that most people go to, at least from where I'm from. But um, yeah, no, um, performing is my favorite thing to do and i've always um i've never was good at it but i worked really really hard and tr- yeah. trial and error i gotten a lot better yeah i mean it's i would say it's one of my favorite things because actually i haven't been like interviewing people for long like i've only been doing mm-hmm. it i'm going on six months now but it's like I love doing this. Like, I love getting to like know people. So that's like like performing and like interviewing are probably like tied for me now. I can see that. But that, yeah. if you have two things, that's that's pretty cool. Because I mean, I don't really have another thing that I love doing. I love dancing, and dancing is how I incorporate yeah. and translate it. So I like I like telling a story with my body, or like you know, lip syncing, or. I guess it's kind of, I kind of feel like they're one and the same, but interviewing and then performing are like two very different ballparks, I feel like. So I think that's really yeah. cool that you have two that you can, you know, uh, you know, pick from. Exactly. Photography is not my favorite. I like modeling and stuff, but I find myself, um, I have to really uh, rack my brain to come up with creativity uh, well, not with rack my brain. I like you know piecing together outfits, you know. But um, I I get frustrated because um, I'll get like um, I won't get as many likes or something. Like I know that sounds kind of like conceited, but it's like I like to you know like I like that validation. I like that like people like what I'm doing. People yeah. are enticed by what I'm doing, and it's usually it's like. You know, it's like, oh, there's this big fat ass again. Cool, let's like it. But I like to try to add more than just like, oh, that's my butt, or those are that's my my chest. Um, and you know, it I'll, I'll notice like I'll get different engagement based on if I front I put, make the main picture my butt, if I make it my face, my front of my body, and it just depends. But um, I like one of the things that like just came up to me on a whim. I remember I did a picture. Um, dressed as Scream, and it didn't perform very well uh, as Ghostface, like, when the movie came out, and I did, like, a Ghostface stripper number that weekend. But the next, I was like, that kind of gives me an idea, and I've been wanting to do, like, a little rain slicker look. What if I did it as, like, Georgie from, you know, Pennywise and It? And I did that, and um, my best friend was like, why don't you, like, make the main picture, like, you know, the pro- the, the poster and I was like, that's actually really cool. And it came out really well. And I love horror. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of something that was like, it performed very well on my um, yeah. my feed. And I was really like, kind of like doing stuff like that. Like, I like to be like, you know, 
I like to do looks. I like to, you know, dress up. But like, I mean, I'm wearing a thong. I'm wearing a rain slicker. But I, I felt um very like, uh, pleased with like the ex artistic expression of it. Yeah, I guess it's almost it's something that like interviewing go-go dancers like different people it's something where like and you can correct me if i'm wrong about this but it's like it's like you almost want to be seen as more than just your body yeah definitely and i think um you know my dance my dancing speaks to that yeah but also like um i think also like people i don't let many people close to me i find it very difficult to be around a lot of people because i one i feel bad not giving them attention um because you know i i don't know i i mean i want to be a therapist so like i always you know i i always think about how do other people feel how do like mm. how are they how are they dealing with this you know how are this that and i would i just start thinking about like oh my god what if they just want to say hi to me they want to be my friend well like i start forgetting about what about you what about how you're you know, doing how you're feeling, you know, can you handle being their friend? Can you handle talking to them? Can you handle, like, you know, and then some people, they just kind of, um, they drain me. They just drain my social battery. And my whole job is, like, I'm around people. I'm entertaining. Right. I'm providing, you know, something hot for them to look at, something funny for them to look at, something cool for them to look at. And um, it just gets really um, stressful, like, trying to um i guess i have to pick and choose who i let close and I'm, i have like three or four very close friends two of them closer than the other but um i mean when i had my i was with my ex i like closed off my whole world to like everybody except him and my best friend and um i mean when we broke up people were telling me oh yeah you seemed like conceited or like like a bitch or you know, standoffish, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I was just, like, focused on him, and also, one thing that's really hard is, you know, I'm, you know, often heavily, like, sexualized, which is my job, but right, I'm not a very sexual person, um, I have to have, like, a very, like, I have to have an emotional connection with people for me to want to, you know, take them home, or get with them, I have to, like, you know, I don't like people looking at me and be like, I just want to fuck him and i'm like i'm more than that and like i know especially in the gay community a lot of people are into like you know open relationships and polyamory and like i'm like yeah. i have nothing against that but it just doesn't do it for me it just like i can't i i you know everybody to eat your own and i'm not like here to like judge anybody um you know if it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt anybody you know have at it and that's how i feel about everything and everybody and it's not my place to you know tell people like what they should do with their lives but for my life i want to you know have someone special or close and um you know like a best friend pretty much but work i i have a hard time you know i get a lot of you know offers i get a lot of random nudes a lot of random videos a lot of random uh you know inquiries oh you know can you can you hit me up? Can we hang out? Can we this? Can we that? And it just takes the energy out of me. And I'm like, these a lot of people just keep doing it. And I'm like, 
I, I, it makes me think. I'm like, do they think that they just? I don't know. It's just like, I, I feel bad, but uh, I I don't have the mental capacity to, to entertain it, and it doesn't do anything for me. What I will say is, you're getting to the point of a lot of why I wanted to start interviewing different people, including go-go dancers. I simply wanted to just show people that there's, well, A, with some people, there's something going on up here, and B, it's like, they're more than just what you see. Like, Mm -hmm. they're, like, like, there's so much more to people. Yeah, there's, they're more human. It's not like, the the sex objects and i feel like through interviewing people like a lot of the people like i used to sexualize like once i started getting to know them i can't anymore because it's like i Uh, know them that's how i feel that's how i feel about people if i you know a lot of like gay people and it's to the culture it's you know gay being gay was illegal and it's still oh shit sorry it's stupid that's one of the um the in San Diego, I keep getting shift notifications, and they just been dropping yeah. the whole time I've been on the call. I accidentally clicked it. Um, so you know, people, um, being gay was illegal, and it's still like heavily frowned upon by a lot of people for no reason other than to be ignorant and hateful. But yeah. you know, uh, people would gather in like large parties and hook up because you know it was dangerous going out on your own. And it's right. kind of um, turned the culture into like, you know, that's the expectation, especially out in L.A., um, out in California. People are into open relationships. People are into that. And it's really kind of the normal. And it it's kind of like it. it's um it's interesting. It's just like how, you know, having to live your life in fear and like secrecy is kind of shaped our community or like, you know, you can't, it was just so dangerous to go hook up with one person one-on-one or, you know, it's like that, you know, people like, you know, they'll go to circuit parties or they'll go to, you know, dark rooms at clubs. And it's just kind of like the normal to like, you know, just go to like sex parties pretty much, or like, you know, have gangbangs or threesomes. And I'm like, I've never even had a threesome. So I, I don't know if it's like maybe I, I, I do like to say don't knock it till you try it, but it's like I know what turns me on and I'm like just thinking about it like like I have a hard time like, you know even just like um you know, like just getting turned on, to be quite honest. Like I I I don't like um you know, seeing people as a hookup. I like to see them as a person and like, you know, I like to be intellectually stimulated before I'll be like, you know, sexually stimulated. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Like really is. But I I get okay. This is what I'll say and again, correct me if I'm wrong. So like even if that was an appeal to you like being sexualized and like being like being able to hook up with somebody at some point as I said in my interview with Prince Joshua, it's like that allure has to wear off at some point. Cause now it's like, mm-hmm. you're so like used to it that like you almost become numb to it. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I would say yes. Um, I do get numb to it sometimes. 
Um, I notice I usually try not to smoke. I try not to drink because the kind of person where I do, I'll drink, I smoke, I won't be able to stop. Um, I started smoking again recently. And it's been like, uh, you know, every other kind of day, every other day, like, or during the weekends, every other day, like, so I'll do Friday and Sunday. And it's been like the past two weekends, but I get very hot. I get into habits and I notice that weed makes me hornier. And like, you know, there'll be times where people come up and touch me and they'll be like, uh, it'll be like, oh, that's kind of hot. But like, I, I, I remind myself, like, you know, that's not really something you want. It's like, yeah. I'm more turned on by my coworkers, and that that sounds kind of conceited, but it's like I work with them a lot. I know them. I know their personalities. I know what makes them laugh. I know what like they're into. I know what they're, you know. I like seeing what they're gonna wear to work every time I work with them, or you know, right. I seeing what they're go, what's going on. You know, what are they up to? Oh, did they they just went to the movies? Let's I like you know just like I like knowing people like rather than you know let's just you know let, let's just fuck each other and then never talk again like i don't like that well also okay i will say this i only saw i'm only saying this because i saw it like you being a bottom me being a bottom i understand it's like you want someone who knows how to work you yeah and also i i i I would say like i'm 85 percent bottom there will be times where like i will feel dominant and i will feel like talking But it's very rare, and it's, you know, as I say, like, I like to say, me being, like, turned on sexually by someone is very, like, hard to happen. Yeah. It's hard for it to, like, happen. Me being turned on and wanting to top someone is even, like, rare. Like, that's yeah. even harder to come by for me. But, like, I mean, with my ex, he's pretty much a bottom, too. And it felt like, like an idiot, but, like, um, you know, I did top him, and... You know, I usually was the one getting talked, but um, you know, I, I, I it's I, I do top. <laughs> That's all yeah. I'll say. And I find okay. lot, I get frustrated because like I feel like people also like to like classify like bottoms as like feminine and like yeah, it's feminine to bottom, but like there's some masculine ass men who will just only take it. And yeah. um, it's just like it's like stop with like the 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 femme phobia and like stop with the bottom phobia. Just fucking let people like stop classifying people. Just because I can jump split and shit, and I'm wearing like pink a lot, like fuck off, girl. I totally get that. It's like, it's also it's like with them like bottom shaming people. It's like, it's like fine. You don't want something to fuck. Great. Go make yourself a fifi and go like fuck that then. You fucking asshole. Literally. You almost want to be like that because it's almost like you're the one who wants a hole to the top. You're the one who wants a hole to put your dick in. Like, Uh it's so like shaming somebody. It's like, okay, so you want everybody in the bar who might want to get with you say, I don't want him. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And some people are into that. Some people like the fucking assholes, but. Not me. Um, you know, I, I, I have a really big ass, and you know, a lot of people are into that. But that's not same. You know, I, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not. That's not. Um, that's not all I am is an ass. I'm, you know, I get so much fucking attention for it. But um, I even get people asking me, "Is your butt fake?" 
I'm like, you know what? If I could, I wish, I wish I could afford for a big, a big butt, but I, I don't need one. And I work very hard. I do a lot of work on my butt. And I don't know. I just, ideally, I like how I look. And that's kind of like what I look for in other people is like someone who puts a lot of, um, you know, just effort into themselves and not just like at the gym, but like, you know, they keep their mental health um, clean. They keep their, they keep their life put together. You know, you could tell a lot about people about how they live. You know, my ex, um, he lived on a mattress on the floor in his mom's house, but because he wanted to, not because he couldn't afford or like he couldn't, you know, and like, I just kind of, he was never someone I should have been with. And I convinced myself like, oh, he's the only one. He's, he's the only person you could be with. And I was like, and then I like retrospect now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, look at all the red flags that you just overlooked. (laughs) I had that moment right after I broke up with an ex that I had for a year. So that was like, that was intense because like that ex came out as trans and literally they like, came out to me in like a letter they didn't even like tell me they were leaving my apartment we were living together and like they just moved their shit out when i was at work one day and like left their key and a note in the door basically like saying everything Mm. and it's like i went from that to this um white nerdy guy i will say this i don't i don't date white guys typically Mm mm-hmm as I said, having a fat ass, I tend to attract more of black and Latino guys, so it's like... But it's like, I went with this guy, and it's like... It's one of those things where it's like, I knew the moment I started dating him, I shouldn't have been dating him, because his voice irritated me from, like, the second we started dating, and I'm like... But you feel so vulnerable, like... Yeah, you do. You feel afraid. You feel like... You know, like, it's just, I don't know. I, I, now I sit back and I ask myself if I'm, you know, anything. How do you feel in this moment? How do you feel? Do you feel like you're, you know, just reflect, self-reflect on the moment and see how you're feeling and um, make sure that you're not jumping too quickly. Because that's just like, I mean, I'm not a depressed person anymore. I used to be very depressed. Same. But, um... I, you know, I got really sad for a little bit after my ex broke up with me, but um, it was for the better, and I can see that now, and I couldn't see it before, but it took me a little bit to heal, and I did, and better off now. <coughs> Pardon me, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... Okay, I don't know why I wrote the, write this question for every go-go dancer, but I'll just answer the question for you. Have you ever been inappropriately touched while go-go dancing? Yes. Right? Yes, but I mean, it's the job. It's in the job yeah. description. So, have you ever had a tip stolen off of your body? Off my body? No, but I have had tips go missing in my backpack at one of the clubs I worked at that I don't work at, the club I started at. Twice, um, all my big bills went missing. So like fives, tens. I'm like, oh, so I started bringing a lock to work, and people would tell me that their twenties are going missing, and 
So I never had that happen. Um, but yeah, never like um, I've I mean I've heard stories of drag queens finding their shit go missing in, or not finding shit that they left in dressing rooms. Yeah. So um, but with go go dancers, I felt like they're not very catty. Um, or they're not very like. I don't know. They're they're more mature than what I've. I mean, I don't know if mature is the word, but there's less drama. There's not much drama. No one wants to show up and fight and stir shit and steal money. And, like, if someone is stealing money, you know, they probably really need it. But, like, when we find you, we will expose you. See? I, that's, <laughs> that's the one thing I don't like about drag queens is, like, the cattiness. It's... It's why, in terms of like drag friends, I don't have many. Like, I have my drag sister who, like, that's about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's someone who, like, I know, but it's like I have like superficial friendships with like drag queens where it's like I say hi and like I'll hug you, introduce, but it's like I ain't trusting you with nothing. Like, yeah, it takes me like, uh, even with just people. Like anybody, drag queens, go-go dancers, just people in general. I need to meet you like three times on separate occasions, different places. And I need to see how you are in any environment. I need to see how you are when I'm at work. I need to see how you are one-on-one when I'm wearing clothes. I need to see, you know, I need to, you know, um, hang out with people who've been around you to get a good character judgment. Because I can usually tell, but it's like, you know... um, I've learned that it's better to be safe than sorry in any situation. And, you know, you might befriend a snake and not even know it until it's too late. See, that's why I'm very much the person who only trusts people who are, and like why I do this podcast. I open up to people because I want people to open up to me and to prove that like I'm authentic, I'm real. I'm not Mm -hmm. like gonna sugarcoat shit for you. Like, if I'm going to ask you a question about, like, depression and all that, I'm going to go into my own. Like, that's how you should be. Yeah, I I find it difficult when I find I come across someone who will refuse to open up or usually I wouldn't if I if I even sense that I don't get close to someone. Yeah, particularly my ex, though, he would open up about stuff, but then. I would try to, like, help him, like, you know, elaborate on it. How do you feel that way? You know, why do you think that? And he would, no, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, okay. And I remember just, like, I remember meeting him, feeling warm and fuzzy, then feeling like, oh, my God, something's wrong with him. And then swallowing that and being like, no, he's fine. I'll I'll get with him. I'll stay. I'll be with him. And then (laughs) eating him. And I was like, well, shit, there was red flags there, and you knew it, and you saw them, and you were like, you overlooked them, and you swallowed, like, that feeling and just (laughs) mistake. Because it's weird. I don't know if you felt like this. I definitely, like, speaking of the second relationship, like, I suffer with body insecurities. It's it's something (laughs) that, like, First of all, I own up to it because it's like, yes, being a bigger person in especially in queer culture where like 
Everybody mm-hmm. wants you to like look like a twig, and if you don't look like a twig, they're not into you. Yeah. Like for the most part. I used to have really bad body dysmorphia personally, but I mean, speaking now, I, you know, I get really bad chest acne or back acne sometimes, and I will do things to like, you know, treat it. But as far as like, you know, body image and stuff, I don't really experience that anymore, but I, I definitely did experience it at one point. But even now, like people will be like, like I've had people like, make gestures and like make fun of like my legs or something but i get usually it's compliments but like i just kind of like roll with it and i'm like whatever you're just saying that because you're jealous or like you know it's just why why i don't have time for people who have time to like negatively commentate about me if they're not for me they're against me and that's what the block button and the delete button is for i exactly because it's like as I said, it was after the pandemic where I just started saying, like, fuck it. If I want to wear, like, nothing more than, like, a t-shirt and, like, high heels, I'm going to fucking do it. If I want to wear a bodysuit, I'm going to do it. And if you don't like the way that I look, then go look somewhere else. Exactly. Close your eyes. Right. So, I know you don't really like being sexualized. I'm just going to ask this question anyway. Go ahead. Would you would you ever consider doing porn or OnlyFans? I've thought about it, but it's just um, not for me. I don't think because with when it comes to porn, you know that's your job, and yeah. if you don't, if I don't like taking dick, like unless I'm like, oh my god, like I have to like you know come into like a dream fantasy world, like I have to like you know, romanticize it and be like, yes, he's, like, getting to fuck me and da-da-da-da-da or like, something like that. And, like, porn, like, I'm just gonna show up and lay there and take it and look like... And then, like, if, like, OnlyFans, I'd consider it, but, like, with my job that I want to be after I dance, if it's not a promoter, it'll be, um, you know, a therapist, and I'm going to school for it. So I'm like, I don't want to waste all that time and then get told, well, yeah, we'd love to hire you, but you know, you did OnlyFans back in da 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 year, and we can't have that on our like, we can't hire you for that reason. I've been told people who do porn, who I'm friends with, they tell me, yeah, I can't get certain jobs now because I made the decision to, you know, be in porn, or you know, I had, I did porn, so now certain places won't hire me, certain people won't give me opportunities. That's and it's so, just not for me. Right. It's so unfortunate, though, because it's like... It really is. It's like, especially... Porn, it's like... At least from what I've been told... Even in gay porn, like, straight men get paid more than gay men, which to mm-hmm. me almost seems... That. It seems insane, because it's like... My thing is like right. what it's it's when I find out like that somebody's straight. First of all, this is just me in general. It's like in terms of queer baiters, it's like the minute I find out you're not actually queer, I unfollow you. Like because mm-hmm. it's like I would rather support people who are actually part of our community. Me too. That's why I get mad when there's like straight dancers. 
Yeah. I'm like, you're, you, there's straight clubs with straight dance groups at gay bars, but they're all employing straight people that you could go work at and you should go there, not at my fucking club. And there's people who book people and have rosters and they, they book whoever because they get paid out anyways. It's at the end of the day, it's all about money. It's not about uplifting and keeping it, you know, and it's like, okay, well, let's go ahead and include people who, um, if they, you know, if they probably never did this job, they'd probably make dirty looks at us on the street because they think we're gross. Exactly. Money. It's, it's almost like, to that point, it's almost like everyone's like, you have to be inclusive to everybody. And my response is, why? Like, I think you could should be inclusive to everybody who's not the um what's the word like you know how like the majority so like you know yeah you yeah that part to, I get you don't have to include like you know you, you know the majorities like you don't have to include straight white you know cisgender people and everything they don't have a place they have their they have everything. They have everything that they could want, and they want to throw a fit because there's no sh- straight night. There's no. I'm like every day's fucking straight day. Like what the fuck? Exactly. It's almost like the people who are like who say like the thing was like when Maddie Morphosis was on Drag Race and everyone was like becoming a fan of Maddie Morphosis. I'm like, why? Like. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. You should be able to, like, do drag as a straight person. I absolutely agree with that. I do not believe you should be allowed to compete on our show. I think there's a good like, a difference from what I've observed of her. She at least does try to... Um, uh, she knows her place. She knows her privilege. And she acknowledges it. But I do think that, like... She was cast because it would cause a stir and cause a, a, a discussion. Exactly. And that was it. And, you know, that's not to invalidate any of her drag. I also do think that watching her, you can just tell she's straight. Like, you can just tell she stands out because, you know, she does the choices she makes, the things she does. I think she's a brilliant artist. But I just think that there is some things like, like, I, I was not surprised that the straight person fell into the bottom on the ball episode. I was like, Makes sense. You know, fashion's yeah. probably not a straight person's best <laughs> yeah. best strong suit. But um like yeah. That's how I feel about like um I just don't like when um I know one thing that gets on people's nerves is bachelorettes at our bars. They're like, yeah. they're like why the fuck did the bachelorette say let's go to the gay bar? Like it's a joke. Like it's like a like, it's like Chuck E. Cheese for them. And I'm like, no, it's to get the fuck out. Like, I don't mind. Like, I had one woman um, about a month ago. I was doing jello shots. So when I work in Palm Springs, I'll either dance or do jello shots. Lately, for whatever reason, it's jello shots. I go around, walk around in a thong, sell jello shots. I make pretty, I make usually better money doing that than I do dancing. But um, I had a woman, and she goes, she's blonde, white, blue eyes, drunk, heavily, but. I just love your fucking faggot ass face. Can I say that? And I was like, she's handing me 20s. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just keep taking them. 
But in the and back of your like, mind, you're like, no way. I'm like, you fuck. I asked her, where are you from? She goes, Huntington Beach, which is like Trump Town, Orange County, yeah. California, United States. And I was like, sounds about right. I just said, oh, I, I figured you're like from somewhere like that to her. Which I will say to Trump country, let me tell you, I'm right. I'm literally an hour away from where Trump literally lives like west palm beach like oh my god i know believe me like to say i am the minority in this area is an understatement like (laughs) yeah i I never could live in a red state i went and visited texas recently and i was very skeptical i've been there before um when i was like 13 but like i visited and i went to austin and it was very like nice it was described to me as a bubble and i was kind of pleased i was kind of like oh it's cute here but, like, I know, like, my grandma's from the East Coast, Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. And I'll go there, and I'm like, so is, like, there anything Democratic here? Anything liberal? There, and is there, am I allowed to be here? There's one <laughs> exception I will make. It's actually the place I'm considering moving when I leave Florida, and it's Atlanta. Because Atlanta, Atlanta. Is, is very different, and it's like, it's like, yes, it's in the South, but it's like, Atlanta is a liberal hub, and it's like... The, where the cultures mend in the south mm-hmm. so it's like that's the only reason i'd consider moving there but it's like as i say i'm getting real with like especially interviewing people it's like i know i'm gonna end up probably end up in la at some point just because everybody usually does it's just so expensive i i it, look at people and i'm very privileged i live a very privileged lifestyle yeah. But I also work very hard to be able to have a luxurious lifestyle and pay for the things I want. I pay for everything myself except for, you know, my rent. That's right. I pay for my food, my car, my gas, my, yeah. you know, everything. And I, I just look at people out in LA and I'm like, they have a dream and they're so inspiring. And I'm like, wow, they're like, they're, they're doing the damn thing. And I'm like so lucky that I could just drive an hour and be out there yeah. and, you know, I feel like, like a brat saying that, but like, I feel, I, I, it's inspiring. Like the LA dream is kind of, um, crazy. Yeah. Uh, everybody moves out here eventually. I feel like, and some people move and, back, some people don't. And I will say up until like five months ago, I would not have said that I was very much anti LA as a lot of people on the East coast are. It's like I like to think I'm a little bit anti LA. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that you work in LA. Like <laughs> I work in LA, but I'm like I like the the like the lower speed of like where I live. I like the lower yeah. speed of like the less hustle and bustle. It's not much difference, but it's enough. And I like working in San Diego. That's why I don't work extreme explicitly or exclusively in LA I work everywhere because one it gets me to know more people it gets my face out there more it gets me more universalized yeah but, um it gets me more known but you know Palm Springs is very slow compared to LA San Diego is a little yeah. bit more relaxed compared to LA and the pace difference is nice and each city has different things that are positives Palm Springs is a lot older community a lot older gays yes. who are retired San Diego's very, um, you know, kind of like a rich kid town. 
um, kind of like a party kid town, a college town. And LA is just, I like to say, like, everybody there is putting on a front. Everybody there is like, not everybody, that's not necessarily fair, because, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know everybody, but everybody there is like, exaggerated. Everybody there is like, glamorized, or like, I feel like everybody, the people are glamorous, but like, the the city is not glamorous. When I go there, I'm oh, like, ugh, traffic. No. Fuck this. Yeah. It's in truth, and you say that, maybe it's just being on the West Coast, because I know the one thing that's like the struggle for me is time difference. Mm-hmm. And that's like when the majority of my guests are in LA, and it's it's A, because of who I follow, and B, for the most part, y'all show up. Like, that's probably my biggest thing, because it's like, whenever I try and book people outside of LA, it's like, I have a 50-50 shot. There have been at least four different times where I've sat here, all done up like this, just to have the person mm-hmm. not, show up, not show up for the interview. Yeah, it's, it's, I definitely, I mean, I can't relate to that, but I mean, I definitely think that I can understand that and I can, you know, I can see people out in LA, they, they kind of like try to uphold their image. Um, yeah. Or they try to, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a constant, um, never ending, like, uh, talent show, I guess, or like, you know. Um, like, ex- I don't know, extravaganza, something like where like people are just kind of showing up and trying to turn out their best at every single like possible moment. And yeah, I don't know. I like LA though, but I don't like the traffic. I don't like the tourists. I don't like tourists of any kind. But um, just because I feel like they they don't understand the culture, like you know, there I'll get a lot of people who like just come up and touch my butt and then they'll just walk away. And I'm like, hello, you owe me money. See, it's very much why, like, I want to go to LA at some point this year. I'd love to, I've never been, but it's like, mm-hmm. I think, especially from like interviewing people from LA, I know enough to where like, I know what to do and what not to do. And some of the stuff, like you just said, that's common sense. You shouldn't be just like touching anybody's ass. Like, I don't get why that's almost the thing. It's the alcohol gets in people and they're like, also, I think that people just don't like straight people. They don't understand the culture. They think like, Oh, they're just here for me. It's for me to like touch. They're at the bar. Let me just touch them. And it's just ignorance. It's so like ignorance is bliss in common. Yeah. It's sad though. So, Speaking of alcohol, what's your relationship to drugs and alcohol? Um, uh, drugs and alcohol. I mean, I don't really. Um, I I don't drink. I haven't. Uh, I'll have a jello shot every now and then when I'm working. If someone's like, I won't buy it unless you take one with me. And even then, I'm like, usually, like, I'm not supposed to. If they see me, I'll get in trouble, which is not true. I, as a, a go-go dancer, 
my job is to to get you to buy alcohol. My job is to like, you know, um, in between the lines, re reading in between the lines. It's like my job is to promote alcohol. My job is to like that's how I get paid by drink sales. Drink sales pay my bills. That's what gets um you know the bar's money to pay me for my time is their sales of drinks. Yeah. And um uh I you know I I try not to smoke, I try not to drink because I live such like a fast-paced lifestyle that you know even when I smoke I'll I'll sleep in like 3 extra hours when I usually am like I'm trying to get my minimum 7 or 8 a night so I'm not a cunt the next day. And um you know it just takes it out of me like I haven't been going to the gym more than doing one every body part once i used to do like typically i go to the gym and i'll do every body part twice a week except for my legs and i usually work out my legs for two and a half hours my chest takes about an hour hour and a half and then everything else takes about 45 minutes my shoulders my back my my arms and the last week i only went and i did everything once and then i did my arms twice and i was gonna go last night it's Memorial Day. I was gonna go tonight, but the gym's closed. I um, I just like got home and I like knocked out. I was like, I had intention of going. I took an energy drink, and I still fell asleep. But um, when I drink and I smoke, it just makes me like, you know, my body's like trying to uh deal with that. Like you know, um, when you're drunk or you're high, you don't get the yeah. same quality of sleep as you do when you're sober. So I just try to stay away from it because. It slows me down. It slows down my progress. It sl slows me down from where I'm trying to go. And that's not to say that like I need to cut it out completely. But um, I do better when I, I don't have it. I don't mind, like, lately I'm having a lot of fun, like, you know, sit down with my friend and we'll smoke and we'll just get to chatting. Just chat, 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 chat. And I have a lot of fun doing that. See, but I will... S yeah. I hate Sorry. coughing. That's the only thing. Yeah. Go ahead. So... I will say to your point of I'm going to talk about obviously my relationship with drugs and alcohol, but to your mm -hmm. point of like working out, it's honestly why I do everything. Well, first of all, I have a crazy early schedule mm -hmm. because I have to be to work early. So like I'm up at 4 a.m. like every day. So it's like I can go out and like exercise for like get out of like 4 30 like exercise for half an hour come home and eat breakfast do all of that go to work because i have a 40 minute mm -hmm. commute and i have to be to work at like 7 a.m so it's like right so it's like i've found that if and like people say why do you get up and do things in the morning it's like because i know if i wait till at night i'm not gonna do it like mm -hmm. Typically, I, I am like, I'll do it after work if I didn't like, you know, smoke. Like I smoked last night, and I usually don't. Yeah. But I mean, I I just was with my friend, and it was like a little Sunday fun day, and you know, I was like, well, why not? What's you know, it's I I, I you know, I'm not like behind. I did everything once this week, and yeah. you know, I'm also like, I need to be easier on my body. I'm like literally throwing myself around like a rag doll. Yeah all the time so why not okay so it's hurt. yeah go ahead, go ahead. 
So in terms of drugs and alcohol, I've never really had... I've never done anything illegal, like, in terms of drugs. Alcohol, I had one night where I almost got a DUI, and that, like, kind of, like... It stopped me from, like, ever heavily drinking when I performed again. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I abuse, so, like, I have bone spurs in the heels of both of my feet. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, the only thing I've ever abused, and it was before I went to a doctor, was ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. And, like, and when I say abuse, I mean, like, seriously abuse. Like, I was taking 18 to 24 a day. Wow. Yeah. I did that for four months, and I'm, like... As I say, I'm lucky I didn't do like permanent damage to my body. Uh, that's scary. I kind of was like on a little ibuprofen thing for a little bit. Like I would take like maybe like ten a day, but like yeah, um, just because like it, I I do be hurting my body. I do get bruises on my feet, and sometimes my wrist hurts. But um, I I really try to stay away from addictive things because it just right gets um really addictive and i keep doing it and you know i've been addicted to smoking i've been addicted to drinking um i've done like acid i've done mushrooms but that's it that's all i've ever done and i mean i know a lot of people they're all the time on something and it's like no shame to them but like it's like i know what i how i operate i know what i do well with and i know what i don't do well with i'm also scared to do coke i would never want to you know just do coke and then it end up being late and then like well shit there goes everything the only i've i've thought about doing coke the only thing that like would motivate me to do it is the fact that it makes you lose weight that's literally the only thing one thing that scares me about it though is like it kind of like it like it makes people look like i don't know like they're on coffee all the time like they're drinking tons of coffee yeah it, but I would say I wouldn't take anything. I would literally not take anything now because it's like you literally don't know what's laced with fentanyl and what is. Exactly. I remember I went to like EDC and I was like, these people are over here buying drugs and then testing it. And then what do they do if it's like laced and it comes out positive? Like it's, I don't know. It's just like scary. Like, is it, is it worth it? Is it like worth the trip? I don't know. I've never. Remember, I did mushrooms recently, like, not this past Coachella, but the year before last year. Yeah. And I had a terrible experience. And I'm like, those are just mushrooms. <laughs> right. So, anyway. So, coming into, I'm coming in on my last two questions. So, okay. what are your thoughts on how the LGBTQ community is being treated today? Uh, it's really just disappointing. It's it's like, holy shit, like, do you have that much free time that you're just going to go bash people you don't understand, you haven't taken, you just, my thing is, gay people exist, queer people exist, Right. we have feelings, and you may not understand it, but you're not trying to understand, and also, in addition to that, um, I feel like, um, you know, it's scary to be queer. I mean, I, given I'm white, I'm, um, 
straight passing, I think. If I if people don't hear me talk or see me gesture, um, I think I'm straight passing in like clothes. And I mean Yeah. I I don't think I also think being like muscular, I always get told, you know, you give mask and I'm like, but I'm not. And um I feel like that if kinda like spins my head, but gay people are living in dangerous times and then I see like you know, I'm the only thing that makes me a minority of any kind is that I'm gay. But, you know, there's other people who are like in other minority groups that will, I see, tear down gay people. And then yeah. I hear other like people be like, oh, well, like, why should I like stand by you if you're not going to stand by me? And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's like, don't tear other people down. Just don't, um, don't entertain it. Just, you know, turn your head the other way. And, you know, I had a friend who I was friends with since, like, kindergarten that I had to cut off recently. My best friend through high school and elementary school. And um, she got a boyfriend when we were in 12th grade together. And he's, like, a big-time Republican. And he's just an idiot. Just totally empty-headed. And I got into it once and once on my Instagram stories because of like a school shooting. I made a post about it and he started like coming in my DMs telling me he felt some type of way about how I was saying things. But she, um, I remember on my 18th birthday, she went to a drag show with me and um, she started making posts on her story like a few months back about how kids shouldn't be at drag shows. And I'm like, first of all, drag queens don't want kids at their shows. They don't have fucking money. Second of all, they didn't tell people, bring your fucking kids so we can groom right. them. Third of all, bitch, take your energy and direct it at the parents if you feel that way. Fourth of all, stop fucking listening to your boyfriend, you fucking idiot, bitch. And, like, she was like, it's wrong. And I was like, no. She's like, they shouldn't be doing it. I'm like, what's sexual about it? She's like, they're in a bodysuit. I'm like, your tits are bigger than fucking my ass. <laughs> so I'm like, honestly, if that's the case, you shouldn't be allowed to go in public either. And, right. like, I just, like, was like, okay, is that how you feel? She's like, you're a fucking idiot, and you don't listen, and, like, you're not going to change my mind. And I was like, okay, bye. Bye for, like, what am I, 23? Bye, I have 18 years. 18 years down the drain, bye. <laughs> yeah. I just blocked her. And I'm just like, it's like, why do people have to do that? Why, do, can't, why can't people just, like, if they don't understand it, try to understand it. And if they don't understand it, they don't want to understand it. Just ignore it. I can honestly say that Republicanism comes from ignorance. And I'm mm -hmm. saying that as a former Republican. Like, the more you, like, learn about things, the more you shift. Republicanism is all selfish. It's all about me, 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 and myself. And, right. I mean, I'm a humanitarian. I... Believe in the greater good of everyone. And, right. And my thing is also, like, the reason why I was, quote, I would say I was a never good, a never a good Republican is because I was a pro-peace Republican. Mm -hmm. No such thing. Like, I'm like, what's the point of war? I am someone who, like, I am very anti-war. I am too. Um, yeah, I'm very much like 
I'm very much anti-gun. I'm not a huge fan of like people who use the Second Amendment as like their argument for the reason of why they should have guns. But like, I I feel like guns should not exist because without guns, there would be so many more people on Earth. Which maybe, sure, we would have a lot less resources, but there's other avenues. And I just yeah. I've shot a gun before. I've been to my aunt's house like years ago, and she's in a red state and. You know, I shot a gun, and I was like, I want to see how powerful this thing is. I want to, you know, and I shot, like, targets, like, discs in the air, and it, it was like, oh, yeah. my God, like, this is just a destruction weapon. Like, this is all it is for is to hurt, destroy, destroy, you know. Yeah. There's other means of, like, you know, I know people want to hunt and stuff, but, like, you know, it's like, we don't live in fucking 1940, 1920, 18. 10 and we have to hunt for food to make yeah. a living now there's farms there's you know it's like i mean not saying that slaughtering like animals is for food is like like i'm not vegan i'm yeah i i mean specifically mostly because like i i i want to maintain muscle build and right. eating chicken is like the easiest way to like you know get protein intake but um it's just so fucking like i i I'll fight with people about guns all day. Like, I'm like, there's no reason for us to have them other than that someone years ago in outdated times was like, yeah, I like these. And, you know, I think everybody should be able to have the ability to have one and use it. And it's also, they could have never seen when they were writing the Constitution the type of guns we would have now. Yeah. It's like you want to be able to bear the arms that they had in 1785. Go ahead. You could keep one of those guns in your house that literally like shoots off like gun balls. You want to, yeah, keep one of those guns in your house. You do not need an AR 15. Assault rifle in the name. Yeah. Anyway. Like, unless you're like in a war, which I'm not even like for war, I'm against war, but like, yeah. I mean, there's no reason for it. If they were all eradicated, there wouldn't be a, a gun problem. And they say it's a people problem. I'm like, well, if there was no gun in the solution, in the problem, would there still be like a mass shooting? <laughs> exactly. Totally. And my final question is, what's the biggest misconception about you? That I'm a bitch. It's that my face. I have a. I don't have a poker face. But, um, I get a lot of people who've told me, like, even before I was with my ex, um, I'm very quiet and I case people because of, of how, um, I don't want to be drained, my social battery drained, I don't want to, like, get overwhelmed. Sometimes I have a hard time standing up for myself, sometimes I have a hard time telling people no, sometimes I have a hard time being like, hey, I appreciate all your efforts and generosity, but... I'm not into you, and, like, please stop wasting your time. Like, I have a, I, can't, I don't want to tell you no and, like, hurt your feelings because it just – it doesn't feel good, but, and I don't want to be the person to do that, the bearer of bad news. Yeah. But, you know, it's, like, people think that, like, I have RBF, and I do, but it's, like, I'm a very funny person. I like to crack jokes. I like to, you know, be silly. I like to, like – make stupid jokes and just act like dumb and be goofy and like you know that's who i am and a lot of people think like i'm just a 
you know, the people who don't know me well, they, they think it. But um, once I open up, like, I remember me and Prince Joshua, we were kind of cold to each other at first. And, um, you know, now me and him are pretty cool. We, uh, you know, we work out together a lot and, like, crack jokes and, you know, dance together. And, like, it's just, you know, it, like, it takes me a while to warm up to people. And a lot of people think that maybe I'm just, uh, you know, a bitch. Which I can be a bitch, but it takes, like, maybe, like, 11 chances before I'm like, okay, bitch, let me lay into you. It's because, okay, is it is it you're probably introverted, right? I am introverted, very. Yeah. But it comes out when I'm on stage. Yeah, it's like, I get that on the same way. It's like, first of all, as I said, interviewing Prince Joshua, I can totally get it. Because, like, had I not interviewed Phoenix before I interviewed, or had I not interviewed Phoenix twice before I interviewed Prince Joshua, he would have been a lot to, like, mm-hmm. take in at first. But, like, when I had somebody, like, who, like, is a little bit extroverted and, like, can slowly but surely bring it out of me, mm-hmm. it's, like, that's a thing. But it's, like, that's why I love doing drag. Because, like, I am someone who's, like, I love when people come up and talk to me. I don't like having to start conversations. That's how I am. I'm like, if you're not coming up and talking to me, I I, I don't like to go out of my way to talk to people. Um, I'm shy. I'm nervous. I mean, I can put on the confidence and exhibit it. I, I might overthink for a second. You might see me fumble or, you know, you know, you know, you could see me thinking in my head for a second. But yeah. when I like can snap out of that, I, um, pretty uh pretty down to earth and pretty um uh kind of person where i'll just start talking and like um i don't really have a filter i was like yeah and then uh my dog died when i was dead at an age and like yeah and i, I like to like to start trauma dumping on people <laughs> or something like but i have to like you know want to tolerate it i find people who are introverts they, they're, yeah. like, very bubbly when they're, like, in an entertainment aspect. And then people are of extroverts. They, they they go and they work a job that's, like, they work at a, a desk. Or they work, you know, something that doesn't require them to be so social. It's, like, a balance to everything. It's also, it's, like, I love extroverts. It's, like, to me, in some ways, like, constantly having to be the life of the party, like, all so the funny. time. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very i'd be like ah oh, can i just take a nap like fuck <laughs> yeah and i'm very much like the mom person with my friends i'm like are you hungry like what is what's going on i brought this for you here's a water oh did you want to need a drink are you hungry you're not hungry okay well i got you food anyways Aww. here's some weed i don't smoke but i got some for you today and like that's how I am as a person. Like with my friends, I try to take care of people. I try to like, and I I I see things like on Instagram of like people who take care of people probably wanted someone to take care of them and it heals their soul. And I'm like that probably does. Probably I do it. Yeah. But I just like the people to be like you know feel like someone's there for them because I am there for people. But yeah, I often find myself getting like, ooh, someone's. I was, you know, way more there for you than you are for me. And, like, that kind of hurts now. But I have myself to blame. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I will say this, like, granted, I like to say after, like, doing these interviews that I get to know people, and, like, I feel like I have gotten to know you, and you you do seem, like, very sweet. I try. I Sometimes I, I get a little bit selfish, especially the people who are, are close to me, but it's because I, like, they, they know who I am. And they know me, but um, nine times out of ten, um, especially all my exes, tell me i'm very selfless very helping and i i don't like to make enemies of my exes i'm friends with like two out of three of my exes and um i just try to like be a very giving person because um i don't know just how i am try to be what i want other people to be in the world work i love that so I think I'll end it on that. Okay. It was it was definitely like great getting to know you. Likewise, feeling mutual. Thank you. And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good one. Thanks.